Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to King's Sunday at home. Welcome from me, Goff. Hope you are well and uh, not suffering too much from the heat. It does go on a bit, doesn't it? Um, but we're doing this each Sunday through August to give our tech team uh, a rest. They serve us so faithfully all through the year. So we're doing this little uh, uh, extended devotional with some worship and so on. And um, uh, I hope it's helpful and encourages you through this month of August. So um, let's pray and see what the Lord has for us today. We're going through the book of 1 John and it's, uh, it, 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 it's well, I'm sure you know, it's a beautiful book and there's lots of uh, wonderful truth for us to, uh, to, to take hold of and enjoy. So let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to us. Lord Jesus, knowing you, knowing you, there is no greater thing uh, Lord, we, we just come this morning and say we delight in knowing you, in walking with you, in enjoying you. And this morning as we, we come to your living word, we pray, would you speak to us? Would you warm our hearts this morning as we come to your word? In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we go through 1 John, um, we're in chapter 2 today, we're one week behind what's happening at City Centre uh, th th this morning. We're in chapter 2, and uh, I'm going to read quite a lot of this wonderful uh, chapter to you. You're, many of the words will be familiar, we've, we've learned over the years. My dear children, John's writing, it's quite an elderly uh, man now, and uh, he's that wonderful fatherly tone here. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice, atoning at one moment, to bring us to, to, to make us one with the Lord again. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we've come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but doesn't do what he commands, is a liar. The truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we're in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Dear friends, I'm not writing to you a new commandment, but an old one, which you've had since the beginning. This old command is the message you've heard. Yet I'm writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there's nothing to, in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They don't know where they're going because the darkness is blinding them. I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven you on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you've overcome the evil one. I'm writing to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because 
you're strong and the word of God lives in you and you've overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of God lives for ever. It's, it's a wonder, wonderful truth here and they're quite stark aren't they? John, he's got a different style to, uh, to, for instance, the Apostle Paul who will follow a very closely uh, argued argument through. John, these wonderful big themes about being in the light, not being in the darkness and, uh, and so on, that he, he, he just gives us these big sweeping images. And I'm going to look at a few this morning that will hopefully help us. The overall thing he's trying to say here is, my dear children, I want you to walk well. I want you to walk the walk. I want you to be the real thing in your daily life. That he's concerned that uh, you, you may have heard people say that in the in the early church, one of the dangers was uh, what we what we call Gnosticism, gnosis, Gnosticism. It was kind of a, a super spirituality, if you like. Um, people who were claiming to have uh, these uh, amazing experiences and, and that was the big deal what experiences have you had and so on and uh, it wasn't really connected to the way they were living there was pride there was arrogance and all the rest of it going on um, and so John and his fatherly way is saying I want you to walk well I want you to walk well and that really speaks to us doesn't it so here we go uh, my dear children I'll write to, so you won't sin okay um, so what does that mean Sinless perfection? No. It means that the, the focus of our lives, our intention, is, is not to play around or tolerate sin in our lives. He goes on to say, if we do sin, we have an advocate, the Lord Jesus, but let's set the course of our lives that we will not persist and live in a way that doesn't please the Lord. And he goes on to, to say that. We, 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 we know we've come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but doesn't do what he commands, is a liar. So, what's he saying here? He's saying that you know the Lord. And if you, if, if you really do know the Lord, live your life to please him. That's what the commands are about. Lord, I want to please you. I want to live for you. It's not that we have a list of rules pinned to the wall. I must do that one, must do that one, must do that one. We've missed the point. The motivation comes from knowing the Lord. And because we know him on a daily basis, we're saying, Lord, I want to please you in all I do. When pastoring people, uh, as a little phrase that I often use, if someone is sort of, I don't know, uh, uh, contemplating a course of action that clearly is, you know, not, not biblical, I don't know, maybe it's a, a relationship that 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 is would not be helpful to their walk with the Lord, and you know a bit, or it could be whatever it is. I I'll, I'll use sometimes use a phrase: you can't do this and follow Jesus. You can't do this and follow Jesus. You can't or you you can't be locked into that uh, that that pattern of life 
if it's not if it's not what the Lord wants. You can't do that and follow Jesus. Now, I'm not saying anything about your eternal destiny. I'm just saying on a daily basis, you can't do that. If you want the joy of walking with the Lord, if you want that wonderful uh, daily knowledge that you're, you're, you're living for him, then that affects the way we live. And so it's, that's what he's saying here. If we've come to know him, if you know the Lord, if, you, if, he, if he's real to you, if he's in you, if you've been baptized, you're alive in Christ, then it affects the way we live. So if you, if you know, we know, if we know we come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but doesn't do what he commands is a liar. The truth isn't in them. And this is, what, this, is, this is, listen to this. This is how we know we are in him. That, that's what it means to be a Christian. We're in Christ now. We know him. We share his, his, something of his resurrection life. So he's saying so much in these, these verses. This is how we know we're in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. You might think, oh, that's, that's a tall order. Well, well, well no, we're following Jesus. And so we want to be like him. And that's why it's good to be reading the Gospels regularly. So we want to be like him. What was Jesus like? Well, uh, he was... I, I, what's that, what's that, the beautiful verse? I'm going to get caught out now. Um, you know... Uh, Jesus invites us to come and um, and walk with him and enjoy him and to follow him and uh, uh, he, 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 he follow me, follow me, follow me he says all, all the way through and then he says come to me all you who are weary and burdened I'll give you rest take my yoke on you and learn from me listen, I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart and you'll find rest for yourselves. I'm gentle and humble in heart. For me, you know, this isn't a temperament thing. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I want to be like you, Lord. I want to follow you. I want to please you. So there's a hint. If we love the Lord, if we claim that we know him, that's just one example I've given you this morning. I'm gentle and humble in heart. I want to walk like that. And then, of course, he goes on in this chapter to talk about loving one another. Um, and the greatest commandment, isn't it? Our love for one another. So, dear friends, what a difference it makes to know the Lord Jesus. What a wonderful thing it is to know the Lord Jesus. That we're in him. We're not perfect, of course we're not. But we're following. We know him, we love him, we're following, and we want to be like him in the way we live. So I bring that to you this morning and to myself because that's the focus of our lives, isn't it? And Lord, I pray for us that we'll be pleasing to you. Lord, help us. We, we need you moment by moment. But what a joy it is to know you and to talk to you and to open our lives to you, to know that you live in us. We're in Christ. And I pray today we will live in a way that is pleasing to you. Give us, Lord, all the grace and strength we need today to be like you, to serve you well and to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, bless you, dear church family, and uh, I hope that encourages you, and see you again next Sunday, if not before. Bye for now.